Hello and welcome to the Fit for Life podcast with your host, Alan Fitton. In this podcast, I will be covering fitness for later subjects and my experiences to do with nutrition, building muscle and weight loss to name a few, and how, above all, to keep fit for life. So hello and welcome back to the Fit for Life podcast. Uh, we have another guest with us today. Again, I'm too loud and turning myself down a little bit further. Got far too excited there. We've got to have, have a, a guest with us today, David Trees. Say hello. Hello. How are you? I'm good. Cool. How are you? I'm great. Yeah. As, yeah. So how's things with you? All good? Yeah. All good great, mate. Yeah. So how do we meet, David? My father was unfortunately diagnosed with motor neurons disease back in November last year. I posted something on my Instagram about it and our friend Wes got in touch with me. Yeah, yeah. He's been on this one before and he's going to be on another one very soon. Oh, he's a great guy. He's a legend. So he put me on to you to speak to you about motor neurons disease because I didn't have a Scooby-Doo about (laughs) it. And yeah, and ever since then... We've just become friends. We have, we yeah. have, yeah. We met at least at least once a week, once every two weeks, sharing stories. I've been through, as to a lot of my listeners will know, quite a traumatic experience myself to do with that. My mother was obviously diagnosed with it, and it just gave me some good amount of purpose to be able to give Dave a bit of insight and a bit of guidance with what he's going through. Because I think that's something that I wish that I had when I went through that myself. So yeah, but your father's doing good at the moment, isn't he? He's doing yeah, 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 yeah. yeah. He's doing really well. Like he's got me looking after him, hasn't it? Of so, course, yeah. he's doing great, then, isn't he? <laughs> <laughs> yeah. So that's the deep dive. Obviously, I know what you do, Dave. We can see the guys watching have got a bit of a clue into possibly what you do. So fire away. What do you do, Dave? So I own a tattoo studio in Southport called Ebb and Flow Tattoo. Um, that's pretty much it, really. I don't really do much else in regard to working but i love my job yeah it's just great yeah wouldn't i wouldn't have it any other way no but you've you've, yeah. you've built that from the ground up haven't you yeah 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 started seven years ago i think yeah about seven years ago from nothing but a dream and some saved money yeah <laughs> and now yeah look at it now i've hey. been i've been there it's a smart place it is it is a very nice place we're saying we need to get we need to get me in for my first one this year, aren't we? A hundred percent. Because I'm a blank template and I'm a very Casper template. I'm paler than anything, so I think it look <laughs> exceptional on me. So, what started your love for tattoos, mate? What 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 got you into that love? Was it <sighs> just start at school? Where, where, where did it kick off? I think when I got into alternative music, metal in particular. Yeah. When I was about fourteen, thirteen. And I'd see like all the all like the artists, the bands on the telly, like Skulls, Kerrang, MTV yeah. Two, P Rock TV for the oldies out there. But yeah, like seeing those guys covered in tattoos, I was oh, I want to look like that. But my mum hated them, yeah. so it was yeah, I was a bit in a bit in a rock and a hard place, I guess, with trying to get them. And I actually only got my first tattoo when I was about twenty. Four. Right. So, so it was pretty late then, wasn't yeah, it? Yeah, yeah. My mum cried. Did she? Yeah. Oh, my God. <laughs> <laughs> Sorry, mum. <Right. laughs> now look at me. <laughs> so, so here's one then. So thinking back, so who, who, who is your top guys that, so I mean, into a lot of the same music as yourself, what top guys in that, that rocky, metally industry that you really looked up and you're like, I love him because of his tattoos. Who, who was it for you? Ooh. I know. I'm, I'm putting you on, on, on the cuff now. That's a really good question. That's a great question. I mean... then. Early days, you, you know, you're talking like corn, corn, yeah, yeah, stuff yeah, like yeah. that, yeah. And as time went on, yeah, <laughs> yeah. And then when I got into the more kind of like heavier side of of metal, like we're going into like suicide silence and stuff right. and all that, yeah. Seeing the geezer from there, he's like a big spindly looking man, just covered from head to toe in tattoos. I was like, that's that's why I want to look like, 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 yeah, 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 yeah. yeah, yeah. <laughs> But um, on that subject, have you heard uh, Linkin Park's released new, two new songs, haven't they, this past yeah. month? Have you listened to them? Yeah. I, I, do you know what? I've been told to listen to them, but yeah. I've not heard oh, them yet. Mate, honestly, it's, it's like it's like putting putting your headphones in. I mean, I've, I've blasted them like pretty loud. So like putting your headphones in and listening to like a new release from them. It's absolutely exceptional. Um, it's, it. it's like It's like they never went away. But it's needed in a hard place. You're a bit like... I mean, I, I listened to Linkin Park since Hybrid Theory was released. That's my first album that I brought myself, saved up my pocket, my pocket money, and brought and loved everything since. And I think it's just that, like, it was like listening, like, it just been made and just been released. And it, because obviously, Jester, you get a bit upset mm. about that. Which I think also, talking about Chester Bedenter is quite 
in tune with what we're going to talk about a little bit yeah, about totally. today, obviously. About okay, this is this is going to be more. I've never even said it really. More of a mental health kind of podcast today, talking about because D- Dave here has got a lot of experience himself with going through some struggles, addiction, and such forth like that, which we didn't get into now really. So Dave over here has has, has recovered from addiction. He's sitting here tall and proud. He, he, as we said, he manages a tattoo studio. He's come a long way. You know, he's doing a lot right now and supporting his family. He's, he's doing absolutely amazing. But it's, it's ne- never been that so clear cut, has it? No. So as I said, you recovered from addiction firsthand. What do you believe triggered your addiction? And what were you addicted to? Do you want to talk a little bit about that? Yeah. So in high school, um, I didn't particularly have the easiest time. Mainly, I, I, I was quite I was quite quiet, very introverted, and like getting into like the alternative scene as well in 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 high school is like painting a target on your back for Being people. Different. Yeah. yeah, and very like I I didn't really have many friends. I used to get picked on um, physically and verbally, and I found that. When I started smoking weed, which is the first thing I did, and alcohol. How how old were you around that time? I was 14. 14, yeah. okay. Um, I found that people stopped bothering me in school, and they would go, oh, look, it's, it's cool, Dave, he smokes weed, and he drinks, and, you know, I know everybody kind of drinks a bit earlier on, but I, I used that, I, I, I guess, as like a defense mechanism that mm-hmm. kind of rolled into adulthood. You know, like if I do drugs, I can be this person that isn't me, yeah, that is better. And yeah, that's where I f- where it, it came from, unbeknownst to me at the time, obviously. But yeah. yeah. And, um, that, and that was more of a coping mechanism for the abuse. Would you say that was a coping mechanism for the abuse you were receiving at school? Yeah, I would. Yeah, I would say like it, 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 it definitely stopped it. Yeah. When it changed people's outlook on of me, you. yeah, and yeah, like it, 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 it just kind of, it just did. It, it helped to a certain degree, or so I thought it did. Okay, but it wasn't long after that where I got into doing A class drugs. Was that more college or university? What? No, it was high school. It was so, high school. Yeah, right, okay. it was not long after, I'd say fifteen, maybe maybe sixteen. Yeah, started using ecstasy dabbled in I think I did a bit of like speed and and yeah just again it just opened up more doors and don't push that big red button and I kept pushing it all the time and yeah <laughs> yeah. yeah would you say that was down to obviously you, would, you did alcohol and you smoked cannabis was that because that plateaued was that because the people around you were trying new things was it because the stuff you were taking previously wasn't having the same effect what what, what do you think it it was more I wanted to just I wanted to see what all the fuss was about. A, yeah. a lot of the people that I hung around with were all outside of school, okay, and they all used A class drugs, ma- mainly mainly ecstasy. And I I I just tried I tried it and I well I loved it. It was just yeah carried on from there I guess really. But yeah, yeah it was definitely due to like social like the, the social part of my life. Like sorry, not the social part. Like the yeah. Like just the people that I hung around with, with, yeah, yeah that yeah. I got to know. There's normality to do around yeah. those people, would you say? Yeah. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Normalizing bad behavior, as it were. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And did that continue into college and uni? Oh, yeah. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. Would you say it got, was it more the same? Would you say it got worse? It got far worse. Yeah. I tried cocaine, which was essentially and ended up being my main drug of choice. I think I tried cocaine when I was 17 for the right. first time and I didn't didn't really get any kind of like I wasn't really hooked on it I just did it. It was only when I got to about 21 I think when I was in university and I started to develop a, a problem with cocaine where I would be using it I, w- I would say three four five times a week sometimes every day but it'd only be at like for on a night out. So I never really saw it as a problem. Right. Okay. You know, it was just having fun being yeah, yeah, young. Yeah. Um, but yeah, yeah, that was, that was pretty much how it all kind of led the, the, the start of my the, downfall the as it downfall, were. Yeah. 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 Well, well, what was the, what was the time for you to which, I mean, 
we will go more into like more the mental health side of things. Yeah. But talking to periodically just about the addiction, what was the point for you that was a tip tip of the iceberg where you went, I need help here. I need to sort this out. What, what was that point? I was about 34, 30, yeah, about 34, I'd say, maybe 35. And I've been using cocaine quite heavily since I was about 30. Mm-hmm. Obviously, I'd had, I, I used it frequently prior to being 30, but my life changed somewhat dramatically. Things that I, I didn't really know how to deal with emotionally at the time and mm-hmm. And cocaine helped, and I was using coke five times a week minimum, yeah. easily. Uh, and it changed this time. It it wouldn't be like one or two nights like back to back. It would be like three nights without sleeping and drinking like twenty, forty, sixty beers. You know, like in in a session of uh, like just a binge, nice. like three yeah. three days nonstop back to back. And I'd do it on my own. I'd just be on my own. I'd never really... Every now and again, I'd go out on a night out and and have some fun. Yeah. But mainly, I liked doing it all like on my own, just sat. And I think it was... God, it would have been, yeah, from about 33, 34. I was using every single day, drinking near enough every single day. Right. I'd only stop when I was fatigued or too hungover or you know like just too i felt too horrible yeah to to want to do it sometimes that wouldn't even stop me there i'd just do it to feel better yeah the tipping point was i don't really know the exact number but i would say between two and three thousand pounds in about a week maybe two weeks on coke and booze just sat on my own just doing it and at the end of it I was in bed and I was lying, lying down, trying to go to sleep. And I, I remember thinking what, like as sobriety and reality start to come back to you, questioning, like, what have I done? Mm. I've spent all this money in this short amount of time for what? And I, I, I was just, I was at breaking point, you know, and I, I knew I was an addict before this. Yeah, yeah. But I didn't want to admit it to no, myself. No, no, and no. it was at that point I was lying in bed and thinking, I've got two options here. I'm I am powerless against this drug. I'm totally powerless. It has got me but it's got me on my knees. I can't escape it. The options were either take my own life or get help. And I chose the latter, obviously. Mm-hmm. And I spoke to my sister who I told her that I'm an addict and from there we went on told my parents and friends family and yeah went on from there that that was the turning point definitely that that must have been hard as anything to a to reach out your sister and also b to obviously own up to your parents too that must have been pretty challenging hardest thing I've ever done in my life I think yeah Yeah, definitely yeah Yeah. I mean you you, obviously previously we, we spoke about how much to support you through that which we'll get more to down the line but it, it, it's interesting to, to hear that side of things about the addiction. But then it's, it's also interesting, and in maybe we'll, we'll get more into the mental health side of things and to the reasons why Dave reached out for what he reached out for, which I, I think is quite empowering. And, you know, it's quite educational and, you know, things mm-hmm. that I, I never thought of. And it's just great. It's brilliant. Mm-hmm. So obviously you, 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 you confessed to having an issue. Would you say that you received all the help and support that you needed? Definitely. Yeah, definitely. My parents were very understanding about albeit quite sad about the fact that I was a, a drug addict mm-hmm. but it didn't it didn't stop them helping me in any way shape or form and my sister was incredible the friends that I told that stuck by me through it have all been amazing and uh, understanding <laughs> some of them saying that makes sense <laughs> oh right okay you know yeah yeah, right. yeah. cuz nobody knew i hid it for so long nobody not a soul knew right apart from me but yeah very good at hiding it yeah, which yeah. i'll get into later of how i can do that but yeah 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 yeah, yeah. i understand yeah. amazing so now we're going to pop a little bit obviously deeper now into your mental health problems that you've had so would you say that addiction was a way to cope with your mental health issues 100% yeah i don't believe that anyone who is an addict 
is just an addict. They have mental health issues that need addressing and understanding to get to the bottom of why you are an addict. Yeah. And that is the only way to recover from it. Admit it to yourself and get some help when whenever you're ready as yeah, well. Yeah. You can only do it when you're ready. Like but yeah. Yeah. I think I think I think that's the hardest part for a lot of people. I think when when you see addicts, it's you families obviously families people help and support as much as they can. But what you just said there, until that individual is ready to make that step, it, it's hard work. I can imagine it's, it's quite hard for the families and for, for the friends to see them going through that mm. and for that for that time to come. So, so, so what mental health issues were you diagnosed with? I know that it, it happened when you obviously you went into rehab and that's when they start getting diagnosed with these issues. Yeah. Do you want to share a bit more about yeah, that? Yeah, of course. Yeah. When I went into rehab, I, I was quite... I was a bit perplexed as to why I was there at first. I, after, especially after seeing, like, witnessing like alcoholics that were there and hearing why they were there and thinking, "What am I? I feel like a fraud." Yeah, these people who have gone through what they've gone through, and I don't deserve to 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 be an addict. As weird as it sounds, you know, like I had a very good upbringing. I had minimal trauma as far as childhood trauma goes, but then I guess yeah. you can't really measure it. Trauma is trauma at the end of the day. It, it is what it is. Yeah. But I spoke to one of the psychiatrists, as I did like every week. He quickly diagnosed me with ADHD. Uh, now, I was aware of what ADHD was. I'd never really considered that it would be part of me, mm. I, that I had it. And the more that we delved into it, the more it started to make sense as to why I, why I was an addict and what cocaine does to the brain of someone with ADHD, where it, it doesn't really affect me as much as it would someone else. Like, you wouldn't know if I was on cocaine. And that's why I was always, I was always quite curious as to why no one knew yeah. that I was an addict and then as as I did more research into this and more of what the psychiatrist said to me I was like oh right that's how I've managed to get away with it for so long because it just normalized me it right. li it literally normalized me I would be able to do everyday things to a normal everyday standard whilst on cocaine so 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 without being on, on cocaine what would your struggles be? Literally everything that involves any kind of effort that you don't want to do. Planning, doing normal household chores, <laughs> reading books. Yeah. Like I, I struggled to read anything. It, learning things, retaining information. Like it's one of the reasons why I was so bad in school was because I just, looking back on it after the diagnosis, I was like, I'm quite a clever person. And I did so badly in school because I just couldn't, I, I couldn't digest the information that was mm. being given to me. I just couldn't, I couldn't do it. It just did not interest me. At the moment boredom sets in for me, I'm, it, it, I, I may as well be blind and deaf. Yeah. It, it, it's just, I'm not listening. I can't, can't take anything in yeah. without it. With cocaine, it was the complete opposite. You. Yeah. Yeah. I could. So that's, I, I, I think that's mind blowing that. So, so, so someone from an outsider point of view, because obviously we're learning a lot more now and mental health come along where we understand these things much more now, don't we? Mm -hmm. But it, it's mind-blowing to me that so, so an outsider that has no understanding of mental health would, would, from an outside looking in, would be like, oh, he's an addict. He's taking this, he's taking this. In contrast of that, because of the mental healthiness that you had, it was a necessity to you because you couldn't do the things you needed to do in life without it. Mm -hmm. I think it's, it's, for me, it's absolutely mind-blowing. It's, yeah, it... When 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 you look at it in that way, it, yeah. it really is. It's it's hard to digest things like that. I think a lot of addicts, or just even the term addict, mm. it's a lot of stigma around it. It's a lot yeah. of like you know, oh, the criminal, you know. And I don't believe that at all. I don't believe that. I poised to believe that the vast majority of addicts are in no way, shape, or form bad people at all. Yeah. I don't, I don't think that that's the case at all. I just think that people need help. Just to make that help readily available yeah, would be I, better. I, I think, I, I think, 
and actually quite possibly someone that hasn't had the help that they yet need. I think obviously your vice was you needed help, you needed support. There's, I think there's nothing around at that age when we were younger of, of this level that is mental health that still isn't perfect, but it's better now, isn't it? We've got a better mm. understanding of ADHD and these things. And you just did what you needed to do to keep you breathing, to keep your head above water, to keep you, you know, moving on. Mm-hmm. Which, which I, it must have been so amazing to, to finally have that answer to know there is a reason behind this. Yeah. You know, that, that, that must have been quite an, an extraordinary thing. It was eye-opening. Yeah. Liberating, as yeah. it were. Like, it just gave me answers. Yeah. To questions that I didn't know even needed answering. You know, <laughs> yeah. I was like, wow. Yeah. But yeah, and... It was uh, very interesting. And, uh, oh yeah, I also, I got diagnosed with bipolar disorder as well. Yeah. Whilst I was, again, that made a, that made a lot of sense. More towards the fact I'd always struggled with depression from a very, very young age. Also, I thought was depression. Yeah. When I got properly diagnosed and medicate bipolar disorder, my life just changed. I was like, oh, this, what? this is just mental like what's going on like no more highs no more lows just on like well a lot more manageable highs and lows but it's like i'm surfing on this even keel man oh it's incredible right yeah again liberating to find out i was like i'm not just a depressed person like you know it's uh getting those answers which i think was most most important for you wasn't it yeah definitely yeah so obviously it's great to have those answers but did you have any struggles with being diagnosed? Because obviously it sank in and made a lot of sense, but did you have any negative thoughts to think, oh, I've got this disorder, I've got this disorder? Was it was any? At first, no. And the more time went on, yes. I did start to struggle with it and I didn't really want to tell anyone about it. And that was mainly due to like society, I guess. I didn't right. want to be perceived as weak, I guess. I didn't want people... To look at you any differently? Yeah. Yeah? Yeah, definitely. And I didn't, yeah. And I didn't want people thinking that I could use these diagnoses as excuses. Not that I would, but I didn't, it was so weird the way that I thought about it. And I just, it, it it's backwards. I, I look back at the way that I did, that, the way I thought, and I'm like, mm, who cares? Yeah. Who cares what people think? You know, it's my life and it makes sense to me so why should i care if it doesn't make sense to other people yeah no, like, no. yeah no. but yeah it was after i came to that kind of epiphany i was like yeah actually i don't care anymore yeah i have this problem if you ask me i'll tell you but <laughs> yeah yeah so did you so the people you told around you that that you had these you had this con- these conditions did you receive any, any much negativity around that? Did you experience any stigma around that? Did we treat any differently at all? Not particularly by my closest friends or my, my family or anyone. A lot of my closest friends were all kind of like, again, makes sense. You're so yeah. They always used to call me like immediate Dave. So, <laughs> right. <laughs> so, I mean... <laughs> Well, that's it. Yeah, ADHD and immediacy and impulsivity. Yeah, yeah, they are, they, yeah. They go hand in hand, like right, okay. cheese and pickle, as it were, mate. <laughs> but yeah, um, yeah, it, was, it it started to make sense, and I was like, immediate Dave. Yeah, it, yeah. yeah. It was it was a real tangible person. Right, okay. <laughs> I still am kind yeah, of, yeah. but yeah, a bit more managed manageable now. Oh, good. Other than that, negativity, not not particularly. People stopped speaking to me. I'm not really that bothered about that, really. It's, it says more about other people than it says about me. That's fine with me. Yeah. yeah. I think it more shows people's understanding, doesn't it? Yeah. I think there's still a lot of people with closed-minded, that are closed-minded out there about mental health and stigmas and think that they know all. And realistically, it does come down to people's understanding, doesn't it? And that's yeah. why conversations like this are so important that we're having. Exactly. Um, to educate people, to give people knowledge and to make people understand, which is quality. So, yeah, amazing. Thanks for sharing. We're going to go a little bit off, off track now, just to have a bit more lighthearted conversation. <laughs> so, are you a foodie, David? I'm a massive foodie. Yeah. 
Yes. <laughs> dopamine, isn't it? That's, that's what we're chasing. A lack of dopamine. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah. I have to be very, from... very careful. So. Yeah. <laughs> so if you were stranded on a desert island, David, mm-hmm. and uh, you only had access to one meal, and one meal only, you're, you're smashing coconuts and fish on it, it's coming out of your ears, and you had one access to one meal being flown over on a plane for you, uh, what would that one meal be, Dave? Easy mode, mate. A chicken tikka jal frazi. Yeah. With some keema rice. And some onion barges. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Done. Done. Actually, actually, number one. No matter, no ifs, no buts. Nope. Well, what if that engine was closed? Oh, I'll try another Indian. <laughs> <laughs> right answer. So, so he said you are a big foodie. Obviously, you get a bit of a dopamine kick. Yeah, that's quite a big thing within ADHD. ADHD, isn't it? You're yeah. chasing that dopamine rush. Mm-hmm. Do you know much about dopamine yourself? To share any inside scoop and info? I know a little bit, but yeah. not too much. I know that it is a chemical released by the brain naturally when you do things that you get enjoyment from. Mm-hmm. My brain struggles to do that, so I need outside help. Yeah, And unfortunately, that is what makes me kind of almost predisposed to addiction or yeah. a, an addictive personality. Mm-hmm. But yeah, other than that, that, that. That was really good. From that conversation came really good explanation <laughs> of ADHD there and dopamine. That was quality. <laughs> we couldn't have written any better than what that was because we went completely off topic talking about food in Desert Island. We got a full on awesome breakdown of ADHD. So obviously, so how do you find now controlling obviously your your reaches for dopamine? So obviously food's a great example. Mm-hmm. Do you find you struggle saying no or switching off on particular foods that you enjoy eating or... I'm I'm medicated for ADHD now, which helps somewhat. I have to be very careful with food. Obviously, I don't I don't drink or do drugs anymore. But food, yeah, I have to be very careful with it, especially like greasy, salty, sugary Domino's. Yeah, <laughs> basically, yeah, yeah. KFC. Yeah, that's it. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> Like, there's no such thing as a small pizza. No, no, no. Yeah, basically. Yeah, always yeah. a large. Or yeah, an yeah. XL from Papa John's doing XL, don't they? I think. I'm pretty sure. I think they do a double XL. Do they? In fact, I'm, they definitely do a double yeah, yeah. XL, surely. Yeah. Well, uh, have don't, you had they, a double XL, David? Uh, could I probably? Yeah, my <laughs> <laughs> Potentially. <laughs> yeah. I mean, I've had a I've had a 24 inch pizza and a burger before. You know yeah. what I mean? Like, is yeah. that from um? What's it called? Oh, there? 20 inch pizza and a 24 ounce burger. Yeah. From Mr. Casey. That's it, Mr. Casey. That's it. That's what I was looking for, the name there. Yeah, Mr. yeah. Mr. Casey. Sadly, I can't get that stuff anymore being celiac. I have to go and get two or three small gluten-free pizzas, which is a nightmare. Oh, but at yeah. least I can still have pizza. That's, that's the important thing to take away yeah. from that. I have to be very careful with it because yeah. that, that does. I, I've, I have developed, even since being in rehab, addictions. But I can see it coming and oh, I can okay. recognize the signs now. So I'm like, right, yeah you're doing this don't do it right okay do you have something in place as as to to stop that trigger from happening or is it just literally a conversation with yourself or do you have i have a little kind of mantra that i run in my head it's just uh, you're trying to lose weight you're trying to lose weight don't do this don't get that pizza yeah and then i'll go and get a piece of toast (laughs) (laughs) you're there putting like pepperoni on it cheese on it yeah that's it yeah yeah. a piece of toast yeah yeah, a bit of tomato puree on it as well yeah 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 Yeah. (laughs) amazing so have you had any obviously you spoke about food and dopamine a little bit here have you had any struggles since recovery in regards to drugs and alcohol or yeah i have i would say that coming out of recovery left as this just a sober empty shell i was reborn yeah with no understanding of who i was and it took me a long time still i'd say about a good year year and a half to figure out who i am as a person and to recognize certain traits about myself that weren't beneficial to me anymore right um so it was like like being 35 years old, but being about 21 at right, the same time, yeah, you know, yeah. like, like just trying to, yeah, figure out who I was and I'm getting there slowly, but surely, you know, it's nice still learning every day about myself yeah. and yeah, it's good having a lot of self-worth in myself now and 
you know, not not beating myself up for stuff that goes wrong. And yeah, like other than that, no, apart from my dad, obviously. But yeah, yeah. Than, yeah. So what would you, how would you compare yourself now to like, to the person to which you were before recovery? How would I compare myself? So would you say that now you're a completely different person? The, 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 yeah, there is no comparison. No? No. I'm totally different. Would, would, that, would that also go on, so your personality too? Or was it just certain traits that have changed? I would say, yeah. Personality, I've always been me. Yeah. But since, like straight straight out of rehab, I would say, yeah, I was exactly the same, just without a drug problem. Yeah. Now... I've started to learn more about myself. Yeah, I am. A, I'm a totally different person, um, and it's it's tangible. You know, I can I can feel it in the way that I interact with people now. How much more confident I am. I, I truly believe what I say rather than try and people please. Yeah, and stuff. Yeah. You know. Yeah. I, yeah, I am. I do believe. Yeah, there is probably. I can't really compare myself to who I was. It's just nice to see now that I'm I am who I am. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Right, yeah. yeah, that's good. But also something that you haven't touched on yet. When you you were in rehab, mm-hmm. you met a certain someone, didn't you? Oh, I did. Yeah, I did. Yeah, you didn't touch on that. So, whilst I was in rehab, I met my partner. Of all places to meet someone. Yeah. yeah. So all I needed to do was get a drug addiction. <laughs> if you're looking for to find your partner, guys. If you just get addicted and then get into rehab, you'll find your forever. <laughs> I'm, That's... I'm not being serious here at all. But <laughs> yeah, <laughs> it's like... Yeah. Yeah. I'm a, yeah, it's a one in a million chance that I think yeah. really. But yeah, it was... Um, yeah, I, met, I met my partner in rehab. We, we, we spoke for a while after, after I came out and I was, I was at home. Uh, we, we just remained friends for a while, just texting, checking up on each other, seeing how we were doing. About I'd say maybe nine, ten months after after I met her, we 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 met up again. We've been together since then. Incredible, yeah, yeah. yeah. That's cool, and it's it's nice because she will also under you you have an understanding of each other. Oh Both yeah, they've been through a similar thing. So you have that understanding. Literally and, no secrets. Yeah, there's nothing exactly. nothing that will surprise me about her. And, <laughs> no, no, no. Yeah, and her, you. Yeah, exactly. So you know, you both probably had your guards down in that position to which you're in yeah a positive of i mean i, I, just, I think it's all positives anyway to what's happened to you to a certain degree as yeah well, well, obviously you'll talk a bit more about later but to come out of that, that situation with what's happened i think is absolutely awesome couldn't have asked for anything better yeah yeah yeah, yeah. oh yeah she's amazing is there anything that you would have changed about the addiction hmm. support or mental health support that you got while you while your time in there my personal experience um no nothing it was great as far as on a whole, I would, I quite like to see it being made more easily accessible, less stigmatized, more options available for people, you know, other than like your AA, NA, whatever, CA, actual places where you can go um, that don't cost an arm and a leg yeah. at the end of the day. Yeah. Like I think, and this is obviously, it's no slight against the NHS at all, no, no. but if you do decide to go via the NHS for recovery help, you're probably going to be waiting a while. So to see that come down, the wait time come down, would be fantastic. But yeah, it's, uh, it's yeah, like I said, my, mine perf- perfect. I wouldn't, wouldn't change it for the world. I got the, the right help at the right time. Yeah. Uh, Your family were very supportive with that, weren't they? Yeah, yeah. That's it. Like... I think that some people don't really realize as well when it comes to addiction that relapse is a part of recovery. If you do end up going down the path of recovery and you do end up relapsing, don't be disheartened or at least try your best not to be. You know, it is all a part of learning. It is all a part of recovery. The more you learn, the more successful you'll be in getting to uh through the recovery of of, of addiction yeah yeah, yeah. would be nice to see some more accessible places right? yeah 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 i think i i know i've got a few friends that have in the person of being diagnosed which is up to you know one to two years to get a diagnosis which is 
insane. If especially if you're struggling at the moment in time, my friends, I've got, I've gone to counselors. This is like a twelve week waiting just to get a phone call and a chat with a counselor to then get referred. And I've got a friend who's been referred twice and put through to the wrong person twice, which has back segmented his recovery by like twenty four weeks. Mm-hmm. And if you're if you're in a situation of of dire straits where you need help and support, but if you're also alone and you can't finance, you haven't got money spare to throw at that. It's 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 quite scary, really. Yeah, it could be scary for people that, that that are struggling and that aren't getting the help that they need. Exactly. As, as you said, the NHS isn't isn't perfect, and that's not their fault. It's financial issues. A lot of problem with it at the, at the moment, isn't there? Mm. Well, I, th- I think it hit the nail on the head. There does need to be a bit more support, but I think also more mutual understanding as well. And the more that people that are around that understand know about it, people will be more confident to open to talk to people more about these issues and problems, wouldn't they? Yeah, taking away the criminality aspect of it as well. It, yeah. it, 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 it just, I think, changed society as we know it. That would be something I would really like to see. Yeah. Just why bother incriminating someone who's already down and out what what is it going to do for them nothing exactly you're not going to do anything for them at all you're going to make them worse yeah yeah well maybe you might get the odd occasion where it does help them but i doubt it it's very well they're all very few and far between in my opinion yeah yeah but. something i do want to bring up as well i just i just bushed up on counseling there i don't know if you mind sharing mm-hmm. um you just finished i can't I, a periodation of counseling, haven't you? How, uh-huh. how did you find that? Was it how long did you go through that for? Yeah. So, if anyone is interested in going down the counseling route, it's brilliant. It will really help you. Talking is the best therapy that you're ever going to get ever. Yeah. It beats any medication. <laughs> Medications help, but talking is the be all and end all, in my honest opinion. I started this round of counselling, I think, well, it was actually to do with my father, grief counselling, because I'd yeah. never dealt with grief before, properly, at least. And, well, there's no proper way to deal with it, I guess, no, 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 but no. You know, I'd never dealt with it sober, would be the correct way of putting it there. Right. And I started my counselling sessions, I, I think, in like December last year, and they've only just finished... Well, today. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. When you first watched in and said to me, you said you just finished your counselling sessions. Which yeah, is, yeah, it was yeah. today. And they were amazing. Like, my counsellor helped me discover so much about me. It, it was life-changing. Yeah. Like, life-changing. She is, she's given me, like, the, the, just this enormous mental toolkit. Yeah. It is, yeah, it is un- unbelievable. If you do want to go down the counselling route, the place that I went to, it's called About You UK in Southport. I think they've got one in St. Helens as well. And all you need to do is just find them on, you can Google them. I think it's just About You UK. Yeah. Fill out a form on their website and they will more than likely get back to you very, very quickly. You just go from there. Yeah, yeah, oh, incredible. You know, I I think majority of people would benefit from counselling. I, I think. Oh yeah, I think a lot of people need to talk more, open up more, have more confidence mm. in themselves. I think. Yeah, I think. I think it, it benefit people an awful lot. Yeah, I, yeah. I had a little segment when when I was going through my my mum's issues and such forth like that, and that you know, I was taught to someone that I didn't know personally and open up to was massively beneficial for me. So I think mm. majority of us would obviously benefit from. I'm having a counsellor. Yeah. An impartial viewpoint on anything in your yeah. life is, yeah. Is, yeah you, I think it, so. And I, I, think, I think it's still looked down an awful lot on. And I think people are still very shy about opening up and saying, oh, I've been to see a mm. counsellor or whatever appointment. And I think people need to be a bit more open about that. And, mm. more we, and again, it's like, yeah, the purpose of this is to get talking more about these things to make them more socially accepted mm. to then be like, it's one yeah. of them, like, after your first one, you, you won't care. Open book. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. well, you will. You just yeah. tell people. You're yeah. not, but once you once you're not scared of it anymore. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Once you've gone past and spoke to your counsellor for the first time, like, oh, yeah, there's nothing, nothing wrong with that. Yeah, yeah. yeah it's no, great. That's good. good. Okay, so now it's obviously, so, oh, actually, something actually, I'm going to insert another question here that isn't on, down here because we've, we've gone into ADHD, but we haven't brushed up on a bit more in-depth talk about bipolar. Mm-hmm. So do you want to tell us a little bit more about bipolar as a condition and what's involved with that? Yeah. For people that may not know an awful lot about it. So it's it's quite hard to describe. Yeah. Because I never knew I had it. 
I yeah. I thought I was obviously just de- depressed. Now, the way I experienced it was getting these, being sober uh, as well, getting like these euphoric highs, almost almost feeling like I was on drugs, like they were fleeting, like naturally. Yeah, wow. like they were very very fleeting. Yeah, you know, but it, it was weird. It was like being a different person an hour or so. You know, you get an intrusive thought, something that you. It could have been anything, you know, someone, you you see someone that you don't particularly like. Right, okay. And all of a sudden, it's... Just dips. It, and, yeah, and you're miserable. You're, the world's going to end. Like, you just... And there's, and there's no real substance as to why you feel that way. There's right. no... There's no reason, no rhyme, no nothing. Like, it, you're just miserable. And right. and you And there's no reason as to why you're happy either. It's just it just happens. It's imagine a sound wave. That's where your mood is going. Right. <laughs> like, like day to day. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. And then imagine like I don't really know. It's gonna sound a bit macabre, but a not beating heartbeat monitor. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. I'm with you. Yeah. And 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 now my mood is kinda of there. Right. And every now and again it just goes like that. Yeah. Or like that. Right, okay. And that's it. Yeah. It's again, I don't really know much about it. In regards to like, well, like the actual condition and things, I, I've I've never really read into it. I just mm-hmm. kind of got told I had it, made the connection some to my personal life, and was yeah, like, yeah. "Oh right, yeah." And how it's affected oh, you? Okay, and... and then being medicated for it and saying that it works, yeah, only then clarifies it more. I'm like, "Oh right, yeah, okay, yeah, you, this you... this works," and antidepressants didn't. So yeah, okay. That's an interesting question. So the antidepressants that you guessing you had probably previous to recovery, am I right? Mm-hmm. How do they affect you? Just out of pure curiosity. Did they bring you even lower? What did they... They were like... Different ones did different things, mm-hmm. I found. There was sertraline, which I'll be honest, it didn't really do much. I can't remember what dosage I got up to. I really can't remember at all, but I just took took them religiously, like the, just the doctor told me to. So yeah, I took yeah. them, you know. It was when I came off them, though. I just stopped when I when, when I started on the mood the mood stabilizers instead. Yeah, the side effects were pretty horrific. They really? were, yeah, they weren't good. I wasn't very happy at all. Oh, yeah. yeah, which was weird. Like, you know, it does nothing for me while I'm on it, but the second I stop it, it's like no mate. <laughs> it's horrible. Right. Yeah. And before that, I was on, I can't remember what it's called now, citalopram, I think. Yeah. Again, not much. No. Not much in the way of any any kind of noticeable difference. And I've never really taken an antidepressant that's helped me, mm-hmm. like in the long run at least. Anyway, they've, it's only ever been side effects that I've suffered from. Yeah. Like from taking them. I see. Like, it's never really helped you much. But it's, yeah, yeah. No. Right. Which is, yes. But it is what it is. You've got to go through this to get to where you need to get to, you know. That's true. It's another segment and part, part of the journey, isn't it? Mm. So how, how do you find, obviously now you're in a much better place. You say that you chase for dopamine. How do you find fitness and training? Right. Because the last time we spoke, you did yeah. a lot of running. Yeah, yeah. And you said you were feeling great from doing that. Because obviously I, I'm a fitness based. It's good to get a bit of an attachment of that in here. I love it. You love it, yeah. I, 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 I'll start running and it's, it's when I get about, about, I don't know, about 20 minutes into a run and I'm just like, I'm beaming. Yeah, 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 you're <laughs> feeling great. Yeah, yeah, yeah. 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 Oh, it's incredible. And I'm like, I don't want to stop because I really enjoy this feeling. It's great. Yeah. Is it the same after you finish it's, as well? Yeah. yeah. It just puts me in a really good mood for the yeah, rest yeah. of the day. It's just great. I love. I love how I feel yeah. after it. I f- Do you know what I still struggle with though? Is getting up and going. Do you? Yeah. Right, okay. Don't know why. Yeah, yeah. I've really got to push myself. Right. Sometimes I don't, but sometimes I do. Yeah. yeah. It's all good though, because I know. So, so how do you manage that? Would you say it's routine that that helps you manage that? Yeah, I just go right. Do it now. <laughs> Alarm set and phone. Get up. Get out. Yeah. Smash now. Yeah. Yes. Yeah. I, I think we just talk about a bit of it, about like depression. And I think I think like GPs are very quick to to 
to when people are feeling down to buy house and depression tablets and things and i think obviously if there's mental issues there and we need them fine but i think exercise and eating healthier and moving more is overlooked enormously and i think obviously jobs that pt is doing things is definitely overlooked and i think you know the majority of people because we are in a higher level of obesity right now mm-hmm. and the, the more people do eat better and move more generally the better you do feel i totally and, uh, agree that, that should be more pushed you know more so before going have some antidepressant tablets yeah bosh yeah. you know you are what you eat at yeah, the end of the day that's true. like yeah i think antidepressants will they help to a, a certain point but i don't think they should be the first port of call no i think, I think yeah. a, a lifestyle change a way of a way of helping people with a lifestyle change would be far beneficial yeah than a prescription yeah exactly like a prescription tends to be a tends to be a temporary fix doesn't it yeah we you, you don't tend to take antidepressants for longer than a few months at a time yeah like it's not you're not meant to be on them for forever every no, day no, no, no. but i think a lot of people do i think a lot of people do get yeah them. yeah and that and that can be detrimental yeah. as well like you can develop a reliance on them you know yeah and again in a roundabout way you're addicted and that's not good no 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 no, <laughs> no. not at all so what so i know a little bit more about a bit more dave now yeah so what other hobbies and interests do you have dave Right. Well, my main hobby and interest is Warhammer. Yeah. Painting, playing Warhammer. Love it. I'm addicted to it. <laughs> yeah. yeah. <laughs> Dopamine again. We got it there. We got it. I was into Warhammer in school as well. We obviously we've spoken about this a few times. Yeah. Still haven't attacked. I've got some boxes in the attic and Dave said to me countless times, you need to get up there because I've, e- I've got epic 40,000. Yeah. Epic 40K. Uh, yeah. Epic 40K up there. And apparently it could be worth quite a wedge. But I still haven't had time to get up there yet. It's still sat up yeah, there. Yeah, yeah. I remember you said you'd give it to me, yeah. <laughs> yeah, is that, yeah, is that, yeah. Is that what I said? I thought yeah, I said. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. I, I recorded you sitting up there. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, yeah. But yeah, no, you should check out, Dave, if Dave gives you his Instagram, he's, um, he's, he'll be the only personal one, actually, so maybe not, but mm-hmm. he's very talented. His paintings and things, you do the little, you have the little plate that spins them. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. I love it. I mean, the time you put into them is exceptional. They, they look incredible. Yeah. I don't do things in halves. I'd really, I, I'd push myself. You go with, at with it. Everything. Yeah, 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 yeah. I love it. But yeah, no, it's, it's incredible. I, I just, I just wish I had more time to do it. Yeah, yeah. You know, like, it's hard when you're working, you've got yeah. a relationship, you, 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 you're spinning a lot of plates right now, aren't you? But other than that, interests, play video games every now and again. Mm-hmm. I like some. Not too into like your Call of Duties and all that lot. No. I'm more into like your strategy games. You know? yeah, yeah. Remember the old Red Alert, Command you, and Conquer. Command and, and Conquer, yeah. Yuri's Revenge. Yeah. Take me back. And uh, what's the other time to make the day? Age of Empires. Oh, man. I still up there too. There's more, more stuff for the cheat codes. They were great. Yeah. Generals. Yeah. Generals uh, is great. What else was there? <laughs> Shogun of Total War. Yeah. I liked that one. I can't remember what else. It was actually a load of Warhammer games as well. Warhammer Total War. I never played that. Oh, you need to. Yeah? Did you have a desktop when you were younger? Yeah, yeah. I've did got one right it, now as well. Did you take it to your mates' houses for land yeah. parties? Yeah. Yeah, yeah. yeah I think it's, People it's, will it's, never know. Yeah, I was going to say, kids are saying, would never know taking a desktop to your friend's house to have a land party for the night. You'd be there carrying your laptop on your, your, oh, your, yeah. your screen, and then you'd be setting up in the corner of your mate's room with your sleeping bag to say the night you'd be there. Gaming all, all night. Brilliant. Land up. Wouldn't it, have it, it any other way. It'd take you about an hour to get the land working. Your network connection would keep going down, wouldn't it? Yeah, yeah. And that's uh, why a land party's lasted for like nine weeks. And I'm just... Yeah. <laughs> and then there's the, there's a playhouse in Southport as well, wasn't there? Oh. that as well? I was a frequent visitor. Were you? Yeah. And uh, Starquest. I dabbled. I dabbled here and there. I didn't go there too often. I went to that. I reckon I met you there. Possibly. Playhouse. Yeah. I reckon I did. Well, we must have done. We must have crossed paths. Yeah, yeah. Indefinitely. <laughs> I went there a few times. My mates, my mates, when I went to it, my old mate, I won't name one on here for obvious reasons. <laughs> yeah, yeah, take us back. Well, music. I do like music. Did, did, would you say they get quite a big dopamine pull for music? Would you say you rely on that yeah, at all? I, 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 I listen to, to music to make me feel emotions that I want to feel on purpose. If I want to feel sad, yeah. I will listen to music. Yeah. If I want to feel angry, I'll listen to music yeah, and I find that it helps me expel emotion in a healthy way or negative emotion in a healthy way yeah, yeah. or positive emotion if I want to. Yeah. yeah. Right, well, 
going to music, I, I, I've, I've, I think we chatted to it briefly before, but like Chester Bennington, like Lincoln Park, mm. I'm the biggest Lincoln Park fan ever. And these past few weeks, I got down a, a proper rabbit hole. Was he committed suicide? I, I think it's quite mm. empowering because his, his, I think from some start to finish, all their music is about emotional struggle, mental health issues, yeah, and his struggles. And you know, obviously, sadly, you know, we committed suicide because they, they took over. But I, I think the relatability of the songs they write and what they sing about, what they talk about in the music, it makes them so damn relatable. Mm. Um, I think that's what gives them a big love of the band for me. I'm not sure if you're a big Lincoln Park fan or not, but. It's more poetic yeah. to me, like the situation of him and the band and what and him taking his own life is if you read through some of the lyrics and even the song names, yeah. it's you, 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 it makes sense. It does, doesn't it? Now. Yeah, he, yeah. It's like he was telling the world and no one was listening. Yeah. You know, it's it's sad. But but it's, it's sad, but I mean, it's something that was even so, so big in that position. I know how it can affect you. I mean, yeah, like... Yeah. I was involved in the music industry for a long time, professionally. Sure. Yeah, yeah. For, yeah. What are you saying, actually? Yeah, my early 20s. And it it really takes its toll on you. You know, like, you're not a person, you're a product. It's all very much based on, like, what you look like, what, you know, what you... When, when, when you're going to release your next album, because, yeah. like, you've got to do it all, like, timed and everything. It's... To me, doing it professionally killed my passion for playing music. I did it. Oh, totally. The, the, yeah. They say, they say, don't they, that the closer you get to the top, the lonelier you are. Yeah. 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 That's yeah. It's it's not it's not all it's cracked up to be. I mean, I was never Metallica or anything like that, but it was. I got to a point where beyond where I ever thought I would get to being with music, you know, right. like. Being in magazines, being on the telly, playing the download festival, like it was Bloody hell. It was well, it was it was unreal for yeah, me. Yeah, you know, yeah, I never yeah. even thought I'd get that far and to get that far, what this is just not for me. It's you know, right. it's it's incredible to That's think crazy. that yeah, it's um it's a hard, hard industry to be in is yeah, music yeah. and if you look look at how what happened with Chester Bennington, you yeah. can you can really see. I mean, I know he was on another, a different scale of fame to where yeah. I was, but, but, but obviously you yeah. were leading toward that. And I think, well, that's it. It wasn't Lincoln Park. It yeah. was the Chester Bennington experience, and he didn't want that. And yeah, I think yeah. that impacted him quite a lot. You know, yeah, yeah. He, was, he was very much dedicated to his band. Yeah, they were a team. They were, yeah, you know, they were, yeah, they all put put in as much as each other. Sorry. The record label wanted to make it the Chester Bennington yeah, experience. Yeah. Yeah. Well, he did, he just lost a friend at that time, didn't he? Yeah. He, he lost, um, I can't remember his name now. He lost a friend, I think, like two months before he committed suicide. Did he really? And, and it was on his birth, it was on his friend's birthday that he committed suicide. Right. So that was obviously a mental issue he was, he was going through with losing his best friend. And, you know, it just, mm. it's just sad, isn't it? Yeah. Um, yeah. But it just showed even people right at the top of the line, like that you think is going to be perfect and, even they had to struggle. Yeah, exactly. Mean, which I think is massively empowering. Robin Williams. Blows. Another one. Yeah. Yeah, 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 yeah. Who was actually a massive Warhammer fan. Was he? He was. Oh, right. yeah. Okay. Mm. On that note, Witcher, <laughs> Witcher Season 3 comes out in... Yeah, Witcher, it's not... And it... Henry Cavill is then doing his Warhammer thing, isn't he? Oh, yeah. Yeah. Oh. Well, when, when's, that, when's that out? Do you know? Have you, have you looked into that? I don't know. No. Pro- probably in the year 40,000. <laughs> yeah, a few I, years from now. Yeah, yeah. yeah, yeah. I, I don't know, but I can't wait. Yeah. Like, I, I, th- I, think, I think Henry's great. Cause he, he, he can just... He, he's, a, he's a great actor. But yeah. you can just tell he's a proper, proper, full-on nerd and geek by heart. And it's, I it? think it's terrific. There seems to be more people out there like that. It's great. The world um, would be a better place if there was. Yeah, definitely, definitely. <laughs> C- commit to it. Commit to it. I'm very much like you. I, 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 like I'm, I'm old and I'm decrepit now, but I, I'm very much like I have the not give a damn personality to, yeah. to an extent, not to the point where I hurt others and stuff. But I went to um, a weekend away to Bristol with mates the other weekend. I went for a night out, and uh, as a joke, I bought glow sticks. Right before we went out, we put these glow sticks on. My mates were not happy at all because they, they, they were caring what other people would think of them, looking in a particular way. Um, and I was like, I don't care. So I went out with his glow sticks on around my neck and everything, just not giving a damn. Cause yeah, too right. I just think life's too short. Yeah. I think it's, um, yeah. So, yeah, looking at your past, everything that you've been through, everything that's happened to you, if you could change anything, 
would you? Would you do anything mm. differently? Would you change anything if you could? I would definitely not change a thing at all. Everything that I've done, everything that I've been through has brought me to this point now. And I'm the happiest that I ever have been in my entire life. To get here, to go through what I've been through, I'd do it again in a heartbeat. I am very proud of myself and I'm very happy with the outcome of everything. Yeah, um, no, I wouldn't change. Not a thing. Not a thing. Not a thing. Love that. Hmm. You know, the thing you've been through is brought to, as you said, where you are now. You go through things in life and it, it just, I, I think, wisdom, value, things you learn, you can't teach those things. It's, it's just, it's going to be life experience, isn't it? It's beyond um, monetary value. Yeah, yeah, right. yeah. Love it. Right. Love it. Love oh, it. Actually, I'd invest in Bitcoin. Would you? <laughs> yeah, I'm with you on that, actually. Yeah, yeah. What else could we have done sooner? Um, yeah, what, yeah. what hype change could we have jumped on before someone else? That, that, that's epic, mate. That's actually epic. So well, what's what's in the future for Dave? Well, what, what's your next steps, mate? What, what's, what, what's down the line for you? What's your next steps? So I am currently in the process of renovating my studio, my tattoo studio, because we're too busy we need another artist <laughs> so good problem to have yeah so doing i'm doing that at the end of may right looking for a new artist now and yeah like i'm a... going on holiday good yeah where are you going, where are you going on holiday <laughs> going to america yeah, yeah. and to new jersey excellent yeah, with my partner yeah yeah that would be really good but yeah, get better at painting. Yeah. That's, yeah. Get better? You're already like top top level, in my opinion. Anyway. Uh, well, I want to be... Even better. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, I want to be a lot, yeah. I want to win I want to win an award. That's what I want to do. Yeah, yeah, <laughs> yeah. yeah. <laughs> um, get more tattoos as well. Yeah. yeah. But, I, mean, I mean, how many have you got? Do you know? Or is it, is it all just... Is it all, just, is it all as, as one now because it's all kind of like interconnected? Yeah. <laughs> You're what? actually from head to One. toe, aren't you? Yeah, yeah. Yeah, I've, I mean, I look a bit like a sandwich board at the moment. I've got like, <laughs> these, two, I've got these two strips, like one, one side of my ribs here, one side of my ribs here. Which is isn't that the, the most painful part to get t- tattooed? I'll let you know. Okay, <laughs> right, okay. I will not be getting a tattoo done there when I come from my first one. Yeah. Uh, that that's changing in about three weeks. Start yeah. starting my ribs. Right. Okay. Um. But yeah, other than that, no, I'm not really, not really got much more, not much else on the horizon. No. Little steps. Little steps. Little yeah, steps. Yeah, yeah. Little, probably little things you don't want to mention here, maybe. Yeah. yeah, there is one thing I can't mention. Yeah, yeah. But. That, that, that I know yeah. of. <laughs> yeah, well, but yeah, we won't say it. Um, so a little thing I want to talk, talk about as well, just going back into tattoos and things. You said when you first started getting tattoos, you had a bit of a dopamine rush, didn't you, when you, when you first got them? Yeah. And that, that's changed a little bit for you now, hasn't it? It's just you, pain. <laughs> it's, just, it's just pain. But you love it, so it keeps you keeps you driving on. Yeah, I like I like the outcome. Yeah, yeah. Well, what are you getting done here and here? So I can't remember which side, but one of the sides I'm getting. I'm, I have quite like the majority of my tattoos are all like nautical, you know, sea, like under the water kind of based stuff. Yeah. <clears throat> Excuse me. So I'm getting you know like a flail. Yeah. You know like a yeah like a mace, but on a chain yeah, yeah yeah so instead of the mace like the ball part of it it's going to be a puffer fish oh, okay and the handle is going to be a sushi roll <laughs> right oh wow okay so awesome a fugu flail yeah, yeah. fugu flail yeah, fugu flail yeah awesome <laughs> how long will that take is that lengthy one <laughs> I don't know like i reckon it'll be two sessions yeah so till it's done yeah yeah like lining a bit of black and then a session of color yeah so Eight hours, maybe something like that. Okay. Yeah, not fun. No. But when my ribs are done, I'm done. Yeah, yeah, <laughs> done it. Yeah, apart from my face, but I don't think I will. No, no. Would you ever, if you ever, if if you ever shaved your head, which is not going to happen, but no, if, <laughs> if if you ever, figuratively speaking, would you get anything done on your head? Yeah. Yeah, you would. You would. Yeah. Why uh, not? Yeah. 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 yeah, of course. I wouldn't want it right now, though. I'd have like a big pasty white head. <laughs> like, <laughs> when I, 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 you know, I did Snowden the other week, and I've been, I've been purposely taking my cap off to try and get a bit more. I'm shaved my head like last November. <laughs> um, it's funny actually. I went to spa this last week, and because and, and, it's the first time I've been in there since I shaved my head, 
I've not gone in with a cap on. I've always been in with a cap. Yeah. And the guy went to me. He looked at me and I was like, I was like, you right. Because he talks to me every time I go in. And he was like, I was like, yeah, so, so that's a bit drastic, isn't it? And I went, what do you mean? And he was like, your hair. And I was like, what do you mean, my hair? And, and, and he's like, oh, you usually come in with a cap, don't you? I said, I said, I, said, I did this in November, mate. And he went, oh, I've, you've been in with a cap ever since. So from November <laughs> to now, he's only just now seen me with my head shaved. I was like, oh, so you're behind with the times, mate. But I obviously keep walking in with my cap on. So he obviously yeah, had no yeah. idea. And so pre that, he'd seen me, seen me with hair. So I've gone from, you'd see me with hair to caps to, Oh, yeah. mate. I think you rock a shaved head. Yeah. You? Yeah, it looks badass. Yeah, it's, yeah. It's, I'm well suited to it now. I, I saw some pictures of me with hair the other day and I was a bit like, I was like, I actually prefer myself without hair. Because I think yeah. I've let it go quite, I've always had a quite a big forehead. I let it go quite high and then eventually got to the point where I said, it's sink or swim, as, I think, as we spoke about. And, and yeah, I, I love it now. Mm. I, I think it's good. I think I, I, my head actually looks better for it. Oh, apart from my head looks a bit small compared to, but obviously my body because I do a lot of weight training I get a bit, a bit of head on, on the horizon maybe but I, I love it and, and there's a lot of mental health things to do with that as well but we can talk about that more in, in, a, in a second episode that we do yeah definitely getting more into the mental health side of things where are we up to if you could say anything right now to someone watching this or listening hi guys that is currently struggling with being diagnosed not knowing where to go real struggles what what advice would you give to someone it depends on what stage the person is at in regards to the recovery or not recovery kind of flirting between the idea of am I am I not an addict I would advise to look at your habit maybe make a log of it make a note of when you do it and why you do it and if you're doing it for specific reasons as in to suppress emotion or to deal with what happened during the day or just literally no reason whatsoever you just want to do it have a look at it at the end of the week and come to the conclusion yourself of whether or not it's a problem currently going through recovery don't be deterred as i mentioned earlier don't be deterred about relapse it's common it happens people relapse it's part of recovery as long as you know that you're in recovery, you will always be in recovery even after you relapse. You just need to acknowledge it and move on. You've not failed. You've had a day or two off. Yeah, yeah. That's it. I would suggest going, go, if you do think you've got a problem, maybe go and see a counsellor. And see what an impartial viewpoint would think. If you've not told anyone, go and see what an impartial viewpoint would think of it. They're not going to tell anyone. I know it can be very scary to come out and admit that you are an addict. But I promise you it will be the most liberating thing you'll ever do. And there's plenty of help out there if you choose to go and seek it. It might not be as readily available as I'd like, but it's Mm. definitely there. I'd even... if anyone checks out my Instagram after this, when I give it, whenever the end or something, even get in touch with me if you want to. I'll I'll help where I can, personally, you know, via messages or meet someone for a coffee. I'll do anything, you know. I'm always open up for helping anyone that that wants help. Um, but obviously, there's only so much help I can offer. Yeah. If you're going through recovery, well done. Keep doing it. Keep trucking. Yeah. You're smashing it you'll get there awesome love it love it i think everything that dave said there's bang on obviously he's a lot more experienced than me in, in that like, like what he's been through and everything shared with us today but i think his biggest thing is just just reach out and talk to people don't be afraid to talk to your friends your family you know if you've got any issues just reach out and talk to people i think mm. talking i think is the biggest thing isn't it mm-hmm. even with the yeah. counselors getting out and speaking to someone like with addiction it breeds it is just a byproduct of addiction. Isolation is the worst. It is the worst part of it. I find it's where you 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 can't do anything. You're stuck, and you can't tell anyone. And try and remember that that's just your brain trying to defend these behaviors that aren't normal. They're trying to hold on and latch on and normalize these behaviors yeah. that you know you shouldn't be doing because it feels safe. You're not on your own. You can get help and can't stress enough how liberating it is. Yeah, yeah. As a, 
Uh, yeah. I'm here, I'm recovering <laughs> I'll always be in yeah, recovery yeah, yeah. 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 <laughs> but you've, you've, you've been amazing and you've come so yeah. far mate you know thank you so is there anything that we're not covered today that we've missed out on I think you haven't had a chance to say anything else you'd like to to bring to the table yeah so my studio my, my tattoo studio where I'm currently in the planning stages of it at the moment if you want to try if you want to find us on Instagram it is ebb and flow tattoo same on Facebook we are planning to do a charity day uh, where all the proceeds go towards the motor neurons disease association it is going to be on a Sunday I have no idea when <laughs> but very soon I hope yeah and essentially, it'll be a £30 minimum donation and all the tattoos will be, you just pick which one you want when you go in. Um, and yeah, it'd be great if people could come down to it when it's there and just check out the Instagram for some announcements on it and stuff. Yeah, for well, a, epic. An amazing, amazing charity. Yeah, yeah, yeah. As I'm sure you will attest. Yeah, yeah, no, 100%. Yeah. Yeah, I'll be down there showing my support. So yeah, yeah. I'll give a share of socials and post links if you get links up for the charity and things. It will do, um, yeah. And we'll get, we'll get work something together on that and get something up. So you've already kind of said your your business... Do you have any other socials you want to share? Anything yeah. You, you want to go on? So my Instagram is just Dave Trees. And I think it's the same on TikTok. Yeah, Dave Trees. Yeah, T- uh, my TikTok's more my Warhammer stuff. Yeah. Obviously, my Instagram is a bit more personal stuff, but I'm I'm an open book. I'm not a private profile kind of guy. No, no, but no, no. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> but yeah, and as, as well, as I mentioned earlier, if anyone wants to get in touch with me in regards to any help they need, I'll help where I can. Yeah. Yeah, that's pretty much all my socials. Excellent, excellent. So, yeah, so that's pretty much it, guys. So just a big thank you for me, Dave, for coming for Mark 2 yeah. today. It should have been literally Mark 2, but this is a repeat of Mark 1, a, a re- retake because of technical issues, but mm. we're, we're back on, on the uh, hierarchical structure now. Uh, but just a big thank you for sharing and coming and showing your recovery process and what you've been through and everything you've done. You know, it's a true testament to who you are today, you know, to why you're successful with your business, you're supporting your family, you've got a great partner, you're doing, you're smashing it, so... Just massive well done. Big thank you for coming and sharing. Oh, thank you very much. I think if you need to reach out anytime to myself, anyone, David's an open book, I'm an open book, we're all here to to talk to. If anyone needs anyone to reach out and talk to, that's the biggest thing that we're trying to to do here with this whole mental health thing we're covering on here. And uh, and that's pretty much it, guys. So that's a wrap. Thank you for tuning in. Please do give us a rating, a like, and a share. Uh, If you wouldn't mind, it really helps the podcast grow and helps us improve. Um, but yeah, no, thank you very much again. Thank you, David. No, thank you. Uh, that's a wrap, and I'll see you guys in the next one. You take it easy. Yeah.